International. To lie, cheat, and steal. Uh, I'm your host Pat Soroyce. Uh, joined with me today is the very hilarious comedian and uh, actor and voice actor, I guess, uh, yeah. Mike McRae. Hi, what's going on? We have a Catholic. Uh, yeah, we are. Here. We're living in a Catholic world today, Kath. Um, she just uh, she tore a hamstring playing a uh, couples <laughs> tennis. So oh, she, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> now her uh, her widow voice hoits. Apparently, is what she told me. Those uh-huh. words. Oh, well, uh, it happens. Yeah. So, uh, welcome, welcome here. To, uh, thanks, thanks for, for having me. On. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I've been enjoying listening, and I had a, I had an idea for a topic, and I uh, pitched it to you, and you seemed interested. So. Yeah. This, the, I, I can't believe I never heard of this. Uh, it, I, yeah, it blew my mind that such a large scale fraud could get perpetrated like this with yeah. like people who are in the public eye. And I did not know. This is something I'm a big fan of this band Deep Purple. I'll explain what this whole thing's about here in a minute. And I had known of this for a long time just by virtue of being a fan of the band. But I didn't know the scope of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, so actually I started looking into it recently. I'm like, holy crap, this is way bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it so it we, goes all the way to the top. Huh? So we can, yeah, we can call this uh, Bogus Deep Purple or The Ballad of Rod Evans. Or, uh, <laughs> two of the... I, I, you know, I like... Uh, I think that 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 title and subtitle, "Bogus Deep Purple: The yeah. Ballad of Rod Evans," yeah, because <laughs> it is really the story of this of that one particular dude. And well, yeah. um, so the story I'll tell. Uh, I'm a big classic rock fan, so yeah. I like um, um, music from the '60s and '70s, and I'm also interested in the sort of the weird, you know, mishaps of that uh, yeah, culture yeah. and the legal things. There were a lot of weird lawsuits, yeah, in it, that period of time. It feels like like at that time, like that level of like international superstar was kind of meeting head on with the capacity the press had to expose bands and then just like i i, I think that the world was uh you know the biggest i don't know it, it was coming into a big stage at that point so you can have these big stories happen like yeah and and the law uh you know or the, the legal code was sort of catching up with uh you know this huge multi-million dollar corporations which these bands became these really huge bands and um so a lot of people were testing the limits of like well, what cost? Who owns the name of a band? Who yeah. gets to say they're uh, they are the band and all that? Yeah. Was- and there was a, um, a management company, very shady management company, uh, out of um, Phoenix in the late seventies. Phoenix just seems like <laughs> I yeah. don't think I, I have no uh, familiarity with Phoenix whatsoever. I think I might have been in a Greyhound there one time, Greyhound Station. But out of just the things coming out of Phoenix, there's everything always just seems seedy. You're just like right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little this like, hold on, what do you mean, Phoenix? Not the center of the. Yeah. Rock universe at the time, <laughs> yeah. and these guys, this guy Steve Green or Steve Greenberg. That's the problem with the story. It's like everyone who was involved with it scattered afterwards. Oh they, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. We don't really know a lot of about it, the people involved, but he got this idea. He had uh, what he could do. By the late seventies, a lot of the huge groups of the sixties and early seventies had broken up. Yeah, and and were done. So he got the idea of being able to quote unquote reform bands. <laughs> would take in like one guy who was in the band briefly and then adding like a bunch of session musicians 
slapping the name of the band yeah. on it and then touring with them. He did I, that. For, was that like was that like a eureka moment? Was he just like on his couch one day and he was like, "How do I solve this fucking this thing that is called Evan? What is it with Rod Evans? Like, how do I solve this little problem here?" Right. And then it just it, it, it hits him. Was he working on it for a while? That's such a weird inspiration to have. And it seems like it was like that was like the first like the first time that had been a, probably. Uh, attempted so it was just like just like hit him out of nowhere one day it, well yeah clearly a money grab he did it first yeah. with the band steppenwolf so, Yo, yeah 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 so he took like one guy who was in steppenwolf briefly added some and they toured and then he was sued by steppenwolf um and then he stopped but then he decided to try deep purple now deep purple was one of the if not the biggest rock bands in the world for yeah. a while in the early 70s they're not quite as remembered as they are, like Led Zeppelin or Black yeah, Sabbath yeah, yeah. in the United States, but they those three when bands, it was happening, they were they were right there with them. Yeah, and um, um, you know those three bands are sort of credited with forming what we now know as heavy metal, hard rock yeah. music, and they were extremely popular, and they were um, and they were huge. I should probably go into a brief little history oh, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. band. Yeah, not to, if you're not a fan of this type of music, I won't belabor it too much, but. Deep Purple formed in the late 60s in England, and there were five guys. Richie Blackmore on guitar, who was one of the, considered one of the greatest rock virtuosos of that uh, yeah. of, of that era. John Lord on keyboards, Ian Pace on drums, and then two other guys, Nick Simper yeah. on bass. And the singer was a guy named Rod Evans. Rod Evans. <laughs> and Rod Evans, he was a good singer, but uh, he had a very kind of uh, Elvis-y, kind of baritone voice, and he could, he could rock out, but... You know, it was, you know, the hardest he would, you know, go like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. that was sort of, like, you just add that to make a song heavier. All right. Like he would sound like that. So they left. Uh, I, I think we need to see more of that. I think that's taken a decline and I want it. I want it to come back. Well, they tried that and it didn't work. Um, and so they released three albums with that lineup yeah. and they had one hit called Hush. You might have heard that on the radio. Um, but by 1969, Richie Blackmore decided that he wanted to have a much harder sound to his band. And in order to do that, he felt he had to get rid of the bass player yeah. and the singer and replace them. So he went to this band called Episode Six, which was a London band, and he took the singer and bass player from them. They were a songwriting team. And the new singer was a guy named Ian Gillen. Yeah. Who I love a good Ian. Was a, I always say that. There are two Ians in this in yeah, Deep yeah, Purple yeah, at this yeah, point yeah. now. So Double the e, you know I I can't I can't get two Ians uh, in the same room enough and so I, I'm glad that they had this going on <laughs> two Ians in one band yeah, come yeah, on it's already yeah. great well, uh, I used to live with uh, Chris Tellez uh, and he has a, his best friend growing up is named Ian and one of my best friends growing up is named Ian and you gotta one day get my these mo- guys together man yeah I got to get them together my mom came over one day and his friend Ian was visiting and she stopped by when I lived there and she met this guy Ian and we left to go get lunch and she goes that's crazy I said, I said what she goes his friend's name's Ian I said yeah you know whatever she goes you have the friend you have your friend Ian. I was like yeah I know that's a, that's a name that people are named in the world she goes only two I've ever heard is your friend and this guy <laughs> so yeah my mom is like and she's at uh, a two two Ian per lifetime uh, well you need yeah. to turn her on to Mark 2 Deep Purple because there were there were two Ians in it but we got some hot Ians coming you could, she's doubling her entire network of Ians so this new Ian, this new singer, he was a really good-looking guy, and he was a great singer. Not only was he singing for this band, but he was in the original cast of Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh shit! So okay. he had like yeah, he had real pipes, legit yeah. pipes, yeah, and he could do that 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 new thing, which is wow, he could yeah. scream, you know, he you know, do that like yeah. high-pitched 
uh, whale that yeah. sort of became what we now know as like hard rock singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was with that lineup of the band that Deep Purple starts skyrocketing to success, and um, they you know as far as record sales. Ticket sales, they became one of the biggest bands on the planet. Hell yeah. What a time to do it at, too. Oh, Damn yeah. <laughs> and they had, a, you know, they had a string of hits and everything. And then there was, uh, you know, after four albums, uh, there was another lineup change. There was a new bass player and a new singer. And then they did two albums. And then the guitarist, Richie Blackmore, was like, I don't like how where the band's going. He left, formed his own band. And then there was one album and one tour with a new guitarist. And then they fizzled out. And they were done. In 1976, that was the end of Deep Purple. But RIP. There was a, uh, but Deep Purple still existed as a corporation in London because yeah. there were still album sales and royalties yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. that have to be paid out. Yeah, the management in a company. state, so to speak, associated with yeah. it. Yeah, and they were all part of it. And everyone who leaves the band or is kicked out of the band, they still get royalties yeah. from songs that they wrote and everything like that. Deep so. Purple out here doing the most for the community, just making sure. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, making sure for the, themselves. The lights stay. Well, yeah, 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 their their community, making sure the lights stay on. Oh yeah, I'm sure they employed people. You know, I'm sure. There's yeah, a secretary yeah. and everything, and you gave people jobs. So, and also, Deep Purple is done, and they've yeah. all gone on to other successful bands. Richie Blackmore started a band with a guy named Ronnie James Dio. Oh, uh, Dio, yeah, yeah. The, sec- yeah, yeah. the second singer, David Coverdale, he went. He started a band called White Snake, and some oh, of yeah. the other guys were in there. So they were all doing fine. So, uh, enter Steve Greenberg, or AKA Steve Green of Advent Talent Associates of Phoenix, Arizona. Did he drop the Berg like per his convenience? He's like, oh, you know what? I, I, I might. I, 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 I should know. probably ditch the Berg for this interaction. I don't know. I didn't. Know. I didn't want to couple, touch that one. A couple days later, he's like, oh, let me, let me kick the Berg back on because yeah. I think the Berg might give me some points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so he had the idea to just, I, you know, they're all these. They're not going to Deep Purple's not going to reform. So I'm going to pull this bullshit. Yeah. With. In his head, he's like, yeah. I'm going to pull this with the biggest band. Of the yeah. <laughs> so first, they approach Nick Simper. Remember him? Yeah, he yeah. was the original bass player. who was in there for a few albums. And he said, hey, man. Now, Nick Simper had gone on. He, formed, he had formed a band called War Horse. Yeah. Good good uh, album, but then after, didn't go anywhere. And he was just sort of piddling around in the music business at this time, probably doing session work. I'm not really sure. But they found him, and they approached him, and they're like, you technically were in Deep Purple. We have a thing that we want to do. We want to reform Deep Purple <laughs> with you on bass and then uh, some session musicians. Oh, he's it, just nod the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah, I love this idea. <laughs> we should do this. And Nick Simper was smart enough to kind of realize, look around and be like, I think that's a really, really bad idea. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and shout I out to Simper. Simper Five, baby. Simper Five. <laughs> Nick Simplify. <laughs> that might be the uh, good sub sub subtitle. Uh, and yeah, so he's like, he was smart enough to realize that this was a colossally bad idea. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Get sued out of existence. And they're like, okay, well, and they're like, well, the only other option that there is was the original singer guy, Rod Evans. Well, Rod Evans, uh, after he left Deep Purple, was part of a band called Captain Beyond for a while. He had some good <laughs> tunes, but that never went anywhere. Yeah. And by the mid '70s, he had quit the music business, and it appears that he was in the medical field. And yeah. what it seems like that he, I think, was an orderly in a hospital in Los oh, wow. Angeles. 
but they somehow found this guy. He's about to die. Like, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> He's like, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so they find him and they go to him and they're like, hey, man, we want to reform Deep Purple. And but this guy's response here he is like cleaning out bedpans and shit. He used to be <laughs> on TV. He used to be yeah, in, in yeah, a rock yeah. band and then all this. Yeah. And he's like, the stars in his eyes yeah. were big enough. He's like, yeah, yeah. They're just sort of <laughs> yeah. a diluted simpleton. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even you know, at this point, it's like, even if it derails, you get sued. Like. Yeah, whatever like you know yeah, yeah. it's, it's it, it, the time in between that now and that happening you're gonna have a, a, a better life than that than what you're doing now you know Cleaning yeah you really had nothing to lose yeah you're up to your elbow you and other it. people's shit <laughs> it's just it's time to like yeah it's time to you know roll the dice take a stab at it so that's what they did they they got him and then these just four jabronis <laughs> that were unreal concession guys or something that is, that is the definition of jabroni it's that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so the management uh, they formed their own deep purple incorporated in la yeah but they <laughs> stole the logo from the band. They yeah. said, "This is Deep Purple." Yeah, but like to avoid to, to avoid like some uh, litig- litigious shit, it was they actually changed it to Deep Purple. Yeah, <laughs> Deep Purple. Yeah, yeah, like no, we're just Deep, we're deep Purple. Pur- yeah, we're Deep Purple. There's a whole different entity. No, that I mean, they didn't even have that foresight. They just yeah, went yeah, full yeah. hog. <laughs> and then so they basically taught these guys figured out how to play these hits or whatever that none of Rod Evans did not sing on any of these songs that they were. Yeah. These these were all made and produced after he was was gone. (laughs) It had nothing to do with them. And I thought, you know, and going back to not knowing the scope of it, I always thought like, you know, they, these guys started, he just toured under that name in like bar gigs in California. That's what I was under the impression of. No, <laughs> they set up a tour of North America oh, and involved Canada, the U.S. and Mexico. And I did not know this even existed, but they played in Mexico City. And there is a YouTube clip of a Mexican t- TV station, yeah. news station. Yeah covering this and that's what's on there and they were doing like a huge arena so you can actually see and hear this version of deep purple yeah. play and it sucks yeah. like <laughs> deep purple was one of the best life i mean like yeah, if you, yeah even if you don't like this kind of music like they were all extraordinarily good musicians yeah and yeah, their yeah, concerts yeah yeah are full of uh <laughs> solos and improvising yeah improving and, yeah and, yeah he's got these four jabronis <laughs> and then and this guy who can't you know his voice isn't good enough to really sing yeah, these ian yeah, gillen yeah. vocals so that exists out there. When, when doing this show and telling these stories, like I, I like, I just love that little perfect moment before everything goes wrong and before like when they're just, I don't know, when these people are just <laughs> out embarking on this bullshit tour, or whatever, or whatever it is they're doing, and it's just that like that level of like. Uh, the level of like relief that he's out, not cleaning bedpans anymore. That he's out of that that hospital gig. He's back on stage, but there has to be that little gnawing little thing in doubt of like, ooh, how much longer can this last? Because yes. I ain't about shit. Like my voice sucks. And that, oh, it's that little sweet spot. <laughs> well, once we get to the tour, I think one word will sum up the moment you're talking about riots. <laughs> <laughs> but before, but before that, we actually embark on it. So. These guys, so this band, <coughs> to their credit, they're not, they're uh, like 
publicly announcing this there's a, yeah. they do an interview yeah. with sounds magazine <laughs> and rod evans is claiming well i have just as much a right yeah, to do this yeah, as anyone yeah. else and their their contention was well there were a lot of line like i made the point earlier that there were a lot of lineup changes in the bandy purple yeah yeah so they tried to latch onto that to be like well this is just another lineup this is another reiteration yeah. of deep purple yeah. <laughs> which was total bullshit but yeah. like they, they that was the thread that they hung on it, it feels like without like just like the you know without the infrastructure that we have now these days of the media coverage we have and everything you could like we talked about this on a previous episode like you could just shave your mustache and move to a different city and no one would ever know who you were like it was yeah you didn't have a digital footprint or anything like that so like this was a time period where you could make a fake band and then do an interview with a major media outlet admitting that you're the fake man you know like it just uh it it would still take like three months before it got back to the guys like Uh, yeah and it was yeah and that's there was a lag time between this beginning and then actual deep purple finding out like fucking what yeah (laughs) um but they had promotional material photos of the band like just oh these ugly dudes that's a funny thing too like deep purple for that like shaggy 70s look they were like good looking dudes these guys were just ugly as hell (laughs) rod evans looks confused and he's wearing this sort of like spaceman outfit he's got this weird glassy look in his eye oh man and um so yeah so they're not pretending that richie blackmore is in the band anymore they're not pretending that ian pace is the drummer they're like these are the new guys and we're putting it forward but you're right to a certain extent you know they know when they go on tour people just going to see the name and the logo deep purple is coming to the whatever arena People are just going to go. Yeah. Like, they're not going to... The people aren't going to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's exactly what happens. So they start on this tour. Yeah. That, imagine these get the rugs swept out from under you like that. Like, I've never I've never been through that because this doesn't happen all the damn time. But if I went somewhere and I was like, you know, I don't know, I'm going to go, you know, see a... I'm going to go see Jay-Z or something. And somebody came out. I was like, that's not fucking Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> that's... What a, what a mind fuck that has to be. <laughs> that was ex- essentially what happened when people figured this out. I mean, this is an exaggeration, but this is... It's sort of akin to like people saw the Beatles were back yeah, together yeah, 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 and they yeah. went to see the Beatles and it was Pete Best and yeah. three just bozos. Like it's uh, the best of the Beatles happened. guys. <laughs> so there. Yeah. So they um, they went on tour and it was a, a huge disaster. Now, there's this website that is dedicated to this incident. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they've collected all these like articles testimonial they found people who went to the concerts yeah. and they um you know they've emailed with these people uh in fact let's start with this one a little hometown thing here's a guy who lives in austin this guy yes. his name is gilbert garcia gilbert if you're listening thanks for sharing the story <laughs> uh but to the website not us but yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got he, a great working relationship so, with gilbert i love that guy <laughs> So he said, I live in Austin, Texas, and did back then, too. I was a, um, I was under the impression it was a real Deep Purple show. <laughs> I had a cousin in Laredo that told me Deep Purple was coming, so I made plans to go down there for the show. I'm not sure about any of the ads or posters. I didn't see any. Um, yeah, what a dope day trip in the 70s. He's going to go out to Laredo and see my cousin and watch Deep Purple. I know, yeah. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah, man. So so he doesn't know what's going on. drink on the way there because society hasn't figured out that we can't do this yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of al- alcohol yeah. involved in a lot of this. Yeah. And so, yeah, he talks about, you know, there's a venue and a stage, an orchestra pit with a railing around it. We were up on the railing, but quite a few feet from the stage. I do remember the guitarist dressed like Blackmore. <laughs> So, yeah, this fake guitarist was dressing up like Richie Blackmore. He would have a very signature yeah, look. Yeah, so this yeah, guy yeah. was like, 
Not saying he was Richie Blackmore, but dressing he, like he him. He ain't saying he ate Richie Blackmore. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do remember the guitarist dressed like Blackmore, had a Strat, but just didn't look like him. I remember saying to my cousins, like, hey, that doesn't look like Richie Blackmore. <laughs> Apparently, the rest of the crowd was thinking the same thing as people started booing and shouting. <laughs> you know, uh, tens of thousands of people have a way for sticking up for themselves that you can't overlook. Like, yes. Tens of thousands of people will, will find something, you know, they'll, they'll find a way. <laughs> Gilbert goes on to say, people who we thought at the time were the roadies came onto the stage. The music stopped, (laughs) and there was some arguing and then pushing and shoving, which turned into a couple of fights on stage. The crowd started chanting things like, fake, fake, and refund, refund, but none were to come. In retrospect, it was probably the people producing the show who ran on stage from the wings. And he's like, it was fun or whatever. So a lot of people were like... Uh, yeah, half of these testimonies are like, man, we were fucked up. It was fun, but yeah. that wasn't Deep Purple, man. <laughs> uh, in Utah, uh, there was a riot uh, at the show that required 100 police officers from the whole area in riot gear <laughs> to be called to the scene. Um, and, they, and then they had a show in Staten Island. They, they're touring between basically the summer of 1980 is when yeah. they're touring. Uh, so I just so here's the guy who was at the Staten Island show. I distinctly remember the band coming on stage, although very briefly, sans Richie. It was a packed house, and the crowd immediately went apeshit, started screaming for Richie. With a minute, beer bottles started flying towards the band members. It quickly turned into a chaotic scene. So I don't recall for sure, but I believe a few of them were hit and injured. <laughs> Staten Island in the '80s seems like a great place to get drunk off stage and get the shit. I know. Out of you. And then, you, these guys are not. Yeah, I know. I saw Staten Island. My God, like, oh, some shit went down there. They're not putting up with fake deep purple in Staten Island, man. 1982. Oh yeah, just. <laughs> They don't give a fuck at that point. That's it. Oh, that's so tight. And we know a lot. And another thing is, it seems like from all these things, they kept having technical problems. So this, these oh, guys yeah. don't even like know how to technically put on a show. The then they did it one in Montreal. Like the further away they got from the United States, the bigger they could sort of like trick people oh, venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, into and the deeper you get into Canada, the bigger stuff lies you can pull because they're dumb. They don't know. <laughs> well, there's a language yeah. barrier. You know, yeah. the, you know the yeah. francophone. Uh, you know, yeah, the, they're all they're all hopped up on you know, maple syrup <laughs> and poutine. They don't give a shit. They're right. Yeah. So um, yeah, the Montreal one is great because we have a lot. Um, so the so guy they threw wine bottles on stage. <laughs> <laughs> So the here's a quote from um, the guy uh, Robert Robert Boulet who put together the Montreal oh, yeah. show. Sounds like some they do not deserve to be paid. It is revolting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get your ass whooped to Staten Island, but you're getting a, a Shakespearean tongue lashing when you go to Montreal. <laughs> And the, the guy from the opening band from the Montreal show, named Jean Mulière, he says, I remember meeting the group briefly before the sound check in the afternoon. I was surprised when they asked us if they could use our drums and amplifiers. <laughs> Deep Purple, biggest band in the fucking world. Hey, man, can we borrow your drums? We did not lend our gear to them. It took, yeah. We played for 45 minutes, and it said uh, it took a long time for them to start playing. The fans were expecting Richie Blackmore, not a fake lookalike. Yeah, yeah. They did not play any of their hits. The fans were very disappointed and started throwing stuff on stage at them. They even tore out theater seats to throw at them. <laughs> and the I crowds, don't even fucking need this thing anymore. Fuck you. Just throwing a seat at them. <laughs> and then there was a review from a Montreal newspaper that's on this website. It was in French, but translated roughly into English. And the guy goes on, um, 
yeah, so he's saying who's in the band. You know, he's like giving the lineup and everything. Uh, they're gonna he's saying what they're planning on doing. They're planning on recording an album. Uh, but then he gets into uh, the actual show. The new Deep Purple. Uh, after a long intermission, the new Deep Purple with Rod Evans starts at uh, eleven o'clock. The reactions are diverse. Already, some talking of false advertising. Starting with Highway Star, the sound is completely unbalanced. The microphone of the singer works one time out of ten. <laughs> the guitarist is a real caricature of Blackmore by his performance and his look. The drummer has more chrome on him than a battery. I don't know what that means. But then, and then then he goes. This is my favorite part of the whole thing. The organist seems to miss his mother, which is now my all-time favorite own of someone performing on stage. And I'm using that. It looks like he misses his mom. And then so he talks about how, you know, they're singing these songs that Rod Evans never sang. Yeah. Uh, the guitarist is doing a long solo full of cliches. The keyboard player follows with the worst organ solo I've heard in 10 years. The microphone still don't <laughs> I work. I said 10 years because he's like, well, hold on. There was a worse one 10 years ago. Yeah, but. he remembered. <laughs> in 1970, it was a bad one. Uh, the microphone still don't work. The, follow the drum solo was booed by the audience. Uh, the fifth song is Woman from Tokyo, where some vocals could be heard but it, the guitarist tells us that if we don't want to see them we have to leave <laughs> they only played 30 minutes on a contract of 90 minutes objects of any kind are thrown to the stage some guy decided to burn the t-shirt he bought for seven dollars <laughs> this guy just says it was told it was a review it was like yeah a yeah, yeah disaster that's and yes, but yeah, seven dollars in nineteen eighties in nineteen eighties money. Yeah, you're burning. That's a that's a concert shirt. Today you pay like thirty five, forty bucks for a yeah. concert shirt. Yeah, and it's also Canadian dollars. So who knows? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they're getting paying off the nose up there. You see the back of a hardcover book. They pay a lot for <laughs> different shit. <laughs> so about this time, actual Deep Purple starts getting shows up at the arena what's going on <laughs> so they start you know they're obviously starting they're trying to get an injunction they fail yeah in, in court uh but they're still you know the, the managers and the money people behind them are like we, we are ending this but it, it takes a while to get those wheels turning meanwhile yeah. these guys are still touring as deep purple having a either a disaster or yeah. a full-scale riot <laughs> yeah. at every show being chased out of town by a bunch of guys in a pickup truck i, I imagine yeah in <laughs> the utah one they were <laughs> and then they end up they go to the long beach arena in southern california that's where yeah. they're playing and so this is great so in the news whatever newspaper it was there's a big ad like deep purple this night this um this much or whatever right below that ad actual deep purple took out <laughs> ad space <laughs> and says attention the following people will not be appearing <laughs> and they just list every member of yeah. Richie Blackmore, John Lord, Ian Pace, Ian Gill, and David Coverdale. <laughs> this huge list of like, they are not going to be at yeah, this show. Yeah, yeah. So this keeps going. And um, uh, finally, the lawyers get them into court. So, and then there's an article from Billboard magazine that talks about yeah. this it starts out what is probably a u.s record high damages award <laughs> for infringing on an entertainer's trademark members of the act deep purple and its management firm hec enterprises are to receive six hundred and seventy two thousand dollars 
<laughs> oh shit! From Deep Purple and Corbett, California firm, and four musicians. So they got him. They got him yeah, in court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they? That, did did these guys have six hundred seventy-two grand laying around? Or no? Here's what. <laughs> but here, yeah. Like, can we play a few more shows to yeah. go and get that? <laughs> but yeah, if, and but this is the cruelest part of it, and this is why. Um, but yeah, it, it it just talks about you know they figured out all the all the damages. So it's like everything they made plus punitive damages, exemplary damages. Um, per diem, you know, just attacking everything. And the judge ordered the defendants to deliver up for destruction all materials carrying the deep purple roll. So, oh, like, we're going to burn all yeah. this fucking t shirt <laughs> yeah, shit. Just, just cut this cancer right out. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, judge Robert Keller, originally des- designated to hear their dispute, denied a temporary restraining order and a preliminary injunction against the defendants in late June 1980. So, that was the thing. So, that allowed them to keep touring. Yeah, this yeah, one yeah, judge was yeah. like, so, yeah. So basically, I wonder you, if there's any stalwart holdouts out there. They're like, I like that deep purple better. <laughs> well, you know what the weird thing is? This website that I found all this information on appears to be like a fan site for that lineup. <laughs> the most misguided taste of anything. Yeah, like which just shows the internet is yeah. the strange. You know, yeah, that's a good kind of dude who like prefers hand dryers as opposed to towels. Right. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it just has like the worst opinion on everything. Yeah, that's big, but yeah, but they've got all this information. There's helping me, but so, but on on some things I saw, it apparently it went down this way. When this shady McGravy dude, Steve Green, aka Greenberg, yeah. whatever <laughs> Cougar Mellon Camp, found Rod Evans and set up this thing, I think because Rod Evans was the actual once upon a time member of deep purple they made him the sole shareholder of this fake deep purple company and everyone else was paid like wages yeah all these musician guys shit they just they just got a paycheck yeah yeah yeah. so all of this liability ended up on rod evans oh shit the guy who was suckered into it yeah yeah not the greenberg guy yeah 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 he made he structured it so if yeah. anything went down and Rod Evans he just didn't know enough about this shit to know what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, he was one way ticket out of bedpan town. That's all he that's all he cared about. So he not only did Rod Evans was he like no longer was able to receive royalties for the Deep Purple albums that he was on. So yeah. that got taken away from him. Oh shit. So that was part of the settlement. And also he's on the hook for $672,000. Now, obviously, he didn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> but they structured it so, like, any money that he was to make in the future off of music, performing, recording, yeah. would go to this settlement. Oh, well, what does that shit. do? It makes it so, like, there's no way you can ever do music yeah, anymore. He's yeah. never going to make $670,000 in any kind of solo endeavor or anything yeah. ever again. So, so it, 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 yeah, so it, 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 basically he, the rules. Anytime he does pursue that, whatever he makes has to go. Yes. To the, so yeah. So he he better be doing it for the love of the fucking game because that's yeah. all he's got left. All these other guys, all these other yeah. fake musician dudes. Yeah. They got away with it. This manager guy. Oh, they just oh, got away that, with that, it. That that, that that sucks. I mean, he, he definitely made his own bed, but you definitely got to. If nobody else is getting in trouble, you got to feel bad. For yeah. The guy. Punishment yeah. was, and that's what a lot of people feel. Yeah. Uh, but he disappeared that, that's what you do Completely. with that situation <laughs> there's nothing he can do and if somebody needed day, 672 grand for me i tell you i'd be off the map as well <laughs> yeah and people do not know where he is he oh, was shit. A, this Parts is a guy uh there are rumors that he's working at selling 
saw him working at a gas station. Oh, yeah. Is that what that was going to become like his own dog like, breeding place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like the reverse Elvis sighting. Like, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. People do not know where he is to this day. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a significant guy from rock history. Yeah. Off the map. Maybe committed suicide, died. You know, there's all sorts of theories. But um, the weird epilogue to all this. Oh, yeah, you should know that uh, in 1984, or three or four, a few years after this, Deep Purple, for real, reformed. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They formed again, and they have Because well, they saw people were showing up to the damn shows. I <laughs> think so, yeah. This this whole incident was partially yeah. a catalyst for them being like, hey, you know, let's yeah, get back to yeah. And they've been, with more lineup changes, of, yeah. to this day, still a band. Yeah, still yeah, Still a yeah. very popular band worldwide. Rod Evans walked away slowly winking like, you're welcome, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was my plan all along was to get this, yeah. get you guys back together. Yeah, I, I was just doing it for you guys, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just so sad to see you guys bickering <laughs> when to get you together. I'm just, I love the music, man. I just wanted you guys to crank out another album. <laughs> and But they find Deep Purple was finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year yeah. after being eligible for many many years so they inducted all of the classic members which is several people not which is weird they and and like the rock and roll hall of fame organization it, it's sort of unclear who, who they choose and who's who goes in and who doesn't nick simper the original bass player was not inducted into that oh, uh, she, into the rock and roll oh, hall of yeah, fame yeah i guess there's lineup changes it does yeah it, but Rod Evans was. He was included <laughs> in the list of people who were inducted as members of yeah. Deep Purple. So he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And nobody knows where the fuck he is. Oh, my God. Rod, if you're listening. Yeah, Rod. <laughs> we still love you, man. We want to know where you are. Yeah, Rod, come back. We just, we just want you to be safe. <laughs> yeah, come back in. Come in. It will... We have a safe house for you. Yeah. But I can't. Hey, Rod know. Evans can stay here, right, Donna? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, I cleared it with Donna. It's good to go. I seriously don't know of any. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know of anyone else who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. <laughs> that people have no idea where the hell that yeah, person is. Yeah. And it seems like if if you wanted to, that's something you could, in a pitch, cash in on monetarily. You know, you, I, I, I I can imagine if you have a creative enough mind, you could wake up in the morning with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame status and, and go to bed with a paycheck somehow. You would think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But would that paycheck still go to the <laughs> settlement? I mean, like, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Like, this guy's life yeah was completely destroyed oh man it, like it, he made a he made a dumb misstep he, he was but he was you know yeah. you know he was they convinced him yeah. when they came to him this is completely legit we have everyone's permission we have formed yeah, a corporation yeah, yeah. you know i mean Damn. so he Does was just know where, oh, oh my bad, go ahead you know he just wasn't a business you know he's yeah, a guy like to yeah. sing he yeah, wasn't a businessman yeah, yeah. He didn't uh, know what a damn wasn't I, smart enough to know what a colossally horrible idea this yeah, was. Yeah, I, I I drove to Pflugerville to go do a show the other night, and it didn't even end up happening. And there was red flags all around, just saying like, "Don't drive, just don't go all the way to fucking Pflugerville. Don't do it." But I did it because I just wanted to sing. <laughs> yeah, of course. I just wanted to do my thing. Exactly. Did, it's a I, powerful draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can totally I can totally empathize with them on that one. Uh, do, do we know where Steve Greenberg is? I don't think so. I, I did some Googling. Um, you know. Uh, well, that solves it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's ungoogleable. I'm not sure. Yeah, nothing. Um, he. I think he does. He is. Uh, 
uh, in ownership of some of Steppenwolf's catalog somehow. Yeah. So I think he gets royalties from that, from his first uh, foray into being sleazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah. But then some of the, you know, these other music. Oh, this is a funny quote from the uh, when this when people started emailing and on the internet doing research into this, you know, co- cobbling together all the information that's now on this website. You know, they got in touch with some of these session musician guys who were in the fake deep purple and there's this hilarious quote from this one because no one wants to talk about it that's the thing and so this guy tony flynn who was the fake uh richie blackmore (laughs) in an email from june 2014 uh this is part of an email he sent briefly i don't comment about that group or speak to anyone about it the 1980 dates are public information performance magazine there were about 70 dates starting in Amarillo, Texas, El Paso, Mexico City, Honolulu, Hawaii, Anchorage, Quebec, uh, in Canada, Minnesota, Phoenix, Houston, Hawaii, seemed to be before Mexico City, though. This topic is off limits for me. I don't speak. None of the group members do that formation. I hope you respect its good wishes, Tony. So, like, simultaneously saying, I don't talk about this, no comment, but then you listed all of yeah, yeah. Well, we toured all these cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, look, on I'm some level, talk. these guys still think they were in deep Yeah, purple. yeah, yeah. And look, I'm not going to talk to you about how I set the continent on fire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they got, you know, this these guys yeah. got out unscathed. All they were doing was getting a paycheck. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. weren't on the hook yeah. for Oh my god, man. What a sad sad story. That's the Ballad of Rod Evans. The Ballad of Rod Evans, man. Rod, if you like I said, if you're out there, uh you can always crash at Donna's house even after we stop recording this podcast and we've moved on. She'll still let you stay at her house for years, right? Not a years. Oh yeah. Years. Yeah. Okay. So all right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to work with this guy named, uh, named Mike and, uh, it was this uh, older Mexican dude I worked at the pawn shop with and he would just stop and regale me with, uh, stories of 1980s Austin that always involved, uh, a drug of some kind, a girl, and then a live act. And he would be like, Oh, Hey man, I'm going tell you about what, uh, I can tell you about when uh, Ryan Adams played the uh, Frank Irwin Center back in 1980, man. It was fucking crazy. We went up there. I got some fucking, uh, I, got, I had a few beers. My cousin came, brought this girl, man. She was easy, dude. It was fucking, it was cool, dude. We had a good time. <laughs> and he would just go back off into the where, the warehouse and do his thing. And I, I love that man so much. But I can just imagine if he like, hey, man, every time I went to Laredo, my cousin, man, Gilbert Dunn. I was going to say, dude, you should be and Gilbert Garcia yeah, should get I, together, man. He knows everybody who grew up on the east side of Austin. But I was like, Mike, you know, Gilbert Garcia. Oh, Gilbert Garcia had a cousin of Laredo, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, he went to go see Deep Purple one time. Wasn't yeah, there, it wasn't Deep Purple, but it was, you know. <laughs> but it was a good time, man. Yeah, we yeah. got fucked up. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought a beer, man. We took some fucking asses. It was fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Ripped out a chair and threw it at him. Yeah. You know. It's a good show, man. <laughs> oh shit, man! What a crazy story. When you told me about this, I was just like, that. Yeah, I, I, it blew my mind. Oh shit! Well, damn, that was that was fun, man. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Yeah, man, I love spreading uh, deep purple lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, de- we'll definitely get it out there to our. Uh, we have uh, forty-four million subscribers, and they're yeah. Gonna if any of you guys know who yeah, Rod Evans yeah. is, please email me there's at Mike at MikeMcRae.com. Yeah, there's a few uh, uh, figureheads we need to locate. We need Rod Evans. We need to find out where he's at. Uh, Greenberg, Von Greenberg, get that guy on the line, uh, and then uh, Gilbert Garcia. So that's yes, <laughs> we, yeah, there are some. I think the third one is the more likely. Yeah. Uh, to be able to track right, down. Look, yeah, I didn't get Rod Evans. And no, I didn't find Greenberg, but check this out. You ready for this? Bring me in Gilbert Garcia. Hey, what's going on, man? Fucking, uh... Hey, am I in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too now? 
Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Well, that's, man, what a hell of a tale, man. Thanks for coming on, Cool, Mike. man. Thanks for having me, Cool, dude. awesome. Well, guys, uh, uh, thanks for tuning in to Lie, Cheat, and Steal. Uh, remember to like us, rate us, share us, subscribe us, leave a review. Uh, be kind. Be gentle. Uh, and be also follow all the great shows that are on Body Tape International. And uh, my name's Pat Royce, And, uh, yeah, don't get caught. You look like you miss your mom, Pat. <laughs> She's in Florida right now. I'm saying. <laughs> International.